Hey girl, I'm glad you're here tuning into the Vegan Goddess podcast. As usual, I will be your host. My name is Jasmine and I am an online fitness coach for powerful vegan women and owner of Vegan Goddess Fitness, which is the most amazing fitness coaching experience for vegan women on the planet. And I don't think I'm just being biased. On this episode, I'll go deep on topics that I wish I knew more about when I was in your shoes trying to navigate my own fitness journey. We'll talk about how to grow beautiful muscles, optimal nutrition so you don't just look good, but you also feel good too, and topics to help you save a ton of time and energy as you navigate your own health and fitness journey. Thank you for being here and welcome to today's episode. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's been a little while, and today's episode is special to me because I'm going to tell you about my experience with the very popular Medical Medium Liver 369 Cleanse. So I'm going to talk about what is it and who is even Medical Medium. I'm going to tell you why I did it in the first place, the hardest parts of the cleanse, the surprisingly not-so-hard parts of the cleanse, how I'm feeling now, and whether or not I would recommend it. So let's get into today's episode. So for starters, what is Liver 369 and who the heck is even Medical Medium? So I've talked about Medical Medium in the past on previous episodes. He is not your typical health expert who um, has a degree and who is a doctor and all of those things. In fact, the coolest thing about him is the fact that he is a medium. All of what he knows, he was told by spirit. And I know this sounds like total craziness because I thought it was craziness too when I heard about it. I'm very much someone who is logical brained. I like having data to support things. I like seeing evidence. I like seeing proof. I like to know that it's not just BS because majority of what is out there about health and fitness is complete BS. And I didn't want something else to be like just another thing that we're all following. But anywho, so I was highly, someone highly recommended the book and I gave it a shot. I, although I am very logical brained, I still have an open mind. I read it and I was like, wow, this is so interesting. But that wasn't, that still wasn't enough to really convince me that I should just blindly follow this medical medium guy. So I actually found him, I started doing a bunch of research. I found him on Instagram, I found him on Facebook. And I was so blown away by the amount of following he had of people, not just like, oh, you're so great, or oh, that's so cool. Like people that have implemented his protocols that had mystery illnesses and felt significantly better, if not were able to heal themselves from his protocols. And Like literally, if you were to go on his page, on his Facebook or Instagram, you will be blown away by the stories, by the people who are sharing their story. It's not like he is just saying, oh, I am so great. He shares people's stories on the regular of them being able to heal from the craziest stuff that their doctors were not able to figure out. So that's something that I feel has always been like a hole in our system. Like there are so many people that are suffering And our medical professionals don't know how to go about it or or even they don't have answers for them. We get our labs done. Everything comes back normal. We get checked our physical. Everything comes back normal. We do all of this testing and everything comes back normal. And our medical professionals are just puzzled like, oh, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with you. It's all in your head. And that's like the worst thing to hear when you feel like you're suffering from something is that you are just creating it in your mind. So what I love about medical medium is he's able to bring 
answers to people who were otherwise in the dark. And another thing I love is he doesn't recommend anything crazy. Like all of his antidotes are food, plants. Like he even talks about like the soul of the plant, what it's here to do for us, how it's meant to heal us. So his idea of like medicine will be to incorporate things like cucumber and celery and artichokes and have like certain mixtures of plant foods that heal the body. And I think that's really amazing because I do believe that the plants that are here on this earth are meant to nourish and heal us, not some synthetic lab-made medicine. Like, that's crazy. So I was I was intrigued, and I've done his 28-day cleanse, and that, in fact, is what kick-started my whole, like, journey to heal my liver because I was actually able to clear my acne that I had since I was in high school I was in my adult years, in my mid-20s, and I was still trying to get rid of my acne, and I ended up doing so after doing one of the 28-day cleanses, which is just a lot of raw food. So with Liver 369, this is a cleanse that's geared towards healing and nourishing your liver. And um, I've talked about why I am focusing on my liver in previous episodes. I'll talk about it a little bit again here. I've had a sluggish liver, I feel, since I was a young child, and there's a lot to uh, a lot of evidence to support this, and not just from medical medium, um, but like little symptoms that I would feel since I was a kid. And you might be wondering, like, how are you a kid already experiencing liver symptoms, like liver issues? How do you have a sluggish liver when you're so young? Well, for one, I mean, I grew up on a standard American diet. I wasn't eating like absolute horribly, but you know, like my mom would treat us with some fast food. We would drink kool-aid and store-bought juice and you know like i wasn't necessarily eating the healthiest and not because my mom didn't care but we just didn't have the awareness and i feel like i also have some sluggishness as like a genetic thing i do feel like on my dad's side he didn't have the healthiest liver um and i you are you those sorts of things do get passed down on you so um I had, I mean, even when I was like super young, I remember waking up and like not being able to close my hand into a full fist and not knowing that that was not normal. I thought like, oh my gosh, my body's still sleeping. That's what I actually used to tell myself when I was super young. It's like, oh, my body is still sleeping. I couldn't close my hand into a fist. And I had like these weird knee pains that ended up lasting until I was in like junior high. My mom took me to a doctor. They're like, oh, it's growing pains. Like there was really no, it wasn't taken seriously at all. And as I got older, I had a history of not taking care of my body. As I got into high school, I had my own job and I was able to drive. I would take my ass to the drive-thru every single day. And like, I was not taking care of my body. Another, um, another symptom, I suppose, of a sluggish liver is being really underweight. And you guys know my story. I was 90 something pounds when I graduated from high school. Um, I had a very late start period. Another, another, uh, another symptom of a sluggish liver. So I feel like my body was struggling a little bit since I was young. And then you add in like the acne and you know, so this is not a new thing for me. I just now, as of recently in the last few years, gained the awareness that it could be liver related. It's not just genetic that I'm really underweight or it's not just genetic. I had a very late start period or acne. And you know, I should have looked into this further because no one in my family is had like this issue of being underweight like me or a late start period or acne like 
this was something that was really only me. Like my mom would even say, I never had acne as a kid. I never had any of those issues. And same thing on my dad's side. So it was just like the weirdest thing that I was the only one, but yet people would say it was probably just genetic. So that was interesting. But anyway, um, so recently I started more so taking care of my body, even in my 20s though. Like, yes, I was on my fitness journey since my early 20s. I was very much on that whole like fit bro phase where you're drinking all the supplements and you're taking all the oils and you know like handling fitness in a very like bro type of way i was not healthy although i was looking more fit so i would say more so in my mid to late 20s is when i decided to pivot my fitness journey into ensuring that i'm also taking care of my health and that's why even you might see my instagram and stuff and be like how do you have a sluggish liver you're so healthy well sometimes it takes time to undo the decades of mistreatment and you know it's i don't want to i guess mistreatment might not be a good choice of words because i don't want to say it was done intentionally but regardless, it takes time to undo what we've done. And sometimes it's not enough to just change our behavior. Sometimes we have to go back and, and fix what we've done. And that's what the purpose of Liver 369 was. I've known for a while that I've had to do it. I just, I was like really avoiding it. But currently my symptoms um, have been this. I've had weird like little joint tenderness and it's hard to tell whether it's the joint or whether it's like the tendons or ligaments. But think of like just feeling an overall like stiffness or lack of flexibility. Sometimes I would wake up and like my wrist would be sore or my shoulder or tricep would be sore or even just like my fingers and toes, which it's not something that brought like a lot of pain, but it was annoying when you're trying to do like a walking lunge and you're toes are like sore if not feeling flexible you like can't or you're trying to do an overhead press with a barbell and your wrist is not like cooperating with you so i started to get frustrated when it was interfering with my training and i'm like okay i don't want to just like work around the discomfort i need to figure out why my body is reacting this way so i decided to start liver 369 liver 369 is only a nine day cleanse and the first three days is actually quite simple. You're eating very similarly to how you would normally eat. The difference is like, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're already plant-based or vegan. Um, so if you're a carnivore, like it's gonna be probably tough for you because you right away wanna eliminate animal products. But that part obviously was easy because I did that eight years ago. So all you do is really decrease your fat intake um, to about half of what you're used to. And you wanna keep whatever fat intake you do have towards the end of the day. Um, it has you drink like a liver rescue smoothie, which is really good. It's like a bunch of fruit. Um, and then that's pretty much like it. You drink tea at night, but your the first three days is like revving up phase. And then day six through nine is really where things get more intense, where you have very specific recipes to follow. There's like the liver rescue salad. You eat lots of asparagus and Brussels sprouts because they're like very good at helping the liver like purge whatever it's got going on. Um, lots of fruit, you drink lots of tea, celery juice, and then on the final day, the ninth day, is all juice. So lots of cucumber, celery, apple, orange juice, and it's really like the final stretch of the day. Um, so that's kind of the, the summary of Liver Rescue. It talks about it in full detail in the book, Liver Rescue, on like what each phase is meant to do and how your liver is like, you know, 
how what your liver is doing during those times. So if you want more details, I recommend the book. The book is very eye-opening. It's so good. Like I've read it a few times over already and every time I get like new bits of information that I missed last time. So as far as the hardest parts of the cleanse, I would say by far the hardest parts for me were the evenings because I'm someone who I start my day off pretty busy. So I think I just would naturally be distracted where I didn't feel very hungry. I wouldn't eat heavily in the morning. I still really don't. And um, towards the evening is when like my hunger would catch up. And then I would want like my big meals. I would have time to cook like a really big meal. And so when the evenings would roll around with the cleanse, my body would be like ready for my really big meal. But the cleanse didn't, ha I mean, although you can have a lot of the liver rescue salad, it's like not satiating as having like my big white bean garlic noodles, you know? So the, the evenings were hard. I felt hungry pretty much every night, even though I would stuff my face with all of the liver rescue things. It just, I didn't feel satiated at night. So the cool thing is when I would go to bed, I would wake up and feel fine. Like right now I'm recording this episode in the morning and it's, I'm completely finished. Last night was the last part of liver 369 and I don't feel hungry right now. And all I have was I've drank lemon water and that's pretty much it. So up until I would say like six o'clock, I would feel totally fine, which is surprising. Um, but the hardest parts was like f not feeling satiated at night. And when like six o'clock and later would roll around and my body was like getting ready for big meals. Now you might be wondering like if I was training during this time, not really. Um, I was doing, I was moving my body. Like I was doing some incline walk for 30 minutes a day. I think on the first three days, actually, I did maintain my training because I was still eating pretty normal. But the last six days, um, I was just being very gentle with my body because I understand my body has other things to do aside from like worry about my workouts. It's healing. My liver is busy. I didn't want to add more burden. So I kept it pretty light walking, lots of walking because I have to be active. Like that's just something that's part of my day. I, I look forward to it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to eat like a really big meal today and get back into my workouts. Now the part that was surprisingly not hard, which I thought would be day nine, the juice day yesterday, that actually was not as hard as I thought. Day nine was a mental game because if you can just not think about the fact that you're not eating like hot or solid food and direct your attention elsewhere, it's really not bad. And you're like putting stuff in your body all day long. Like I was drinking juice all day long. So I didn't necessarily feel hungry, but more so like I would crave things like, ooh, this sounds really good or that sounds really good. But not any different from if you were like on a diet craving some food or something like it, it wasn't that different from that sort of feeling. It's definitely a mental game, the juice day, but not as bad as I thought. I thought that would be like the hardest part. Um, another part, there is a recipe. It's the spinach soup over cucumber noodles that you eat two times on days, I believe, seven and eight. And I thought that sounded horrible. Like you just spiralize cucumber and then you blend up. The sauce includes like spinach, garlic, tomatoes, and celery and some herbs. And I'm like, okay, that sounds so boring. Like I don't want freaking noodles made out of cucumber. Like what the hell is that? It was actually really good and I added kelp noodles, which are like a raw food and that actually added some good texture. I did not mind that at all. Another thing that was surprisingly not hard were the mornings um, because I think my days, my schedule set me up for success there where I don't wake up like super hungry all the time. I do eat breakfast every morning 
but I don't eat like heavy hot food in the morning. So the mornings were easy. I was like, oh, I can do like every morning. I was like, I can do this for, you know, two weeks if I wanted to. But come six o'clock, like I told you, it was not the same story. So how am I feeling now that the cleanse is over? Well, the cool thing is halfway through the cleanse, I already noticed that my joints were feeling a little more tender, like tender in a good way, meaning like a little more, maybe tender is not a good word, but my joints are feeling better. Um, because if you've ever experienced joint pain, you probably know that it's worse in the morning. Like when you wake up, you're the most like stiff. And I've been waking up feeling pretty good. I wouldn't say like 10 out of 10 perfect, but I would wake up like 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Whereas on my worst days, sometimes I would wake up like maybe 6.5 out of 10. I'm telling you, it never was really bad. It was never like, it wouldn't interrupt my life really, aside from making my workouts inconvenient, but it was never horrible. So um, yeah, my joints have been feeling pretty dang good. Like no swelling anywhere, which is really cool. I also started this cleanse like right during my cycle, which might seem like the worst time to do it, but like I didn't really experience much bloating at all. Um, I didn't really experience much PMS. Like, I don't know. It's been pretty, pretty smooth. And my cycles are usually smooth. So I wouldn't say like, oh my gosh, I went from having terrible PMS to now it being perfect. But it went from an already easy period to an easier period, which is really cool. Um, that's pretty much it. I didn't have any other symptoms. I generally feel really healthy. I generally feel energetic and strong and and good and I sleep well and I train well. So I don't have a lot of symptoms, other symptoms that I can like gauge on the improvement of, but I feel good. I feel light today and I feel a little bit skinny. I'm actually excited to like put a little bit of fluff back on my bum because I was like, babe, my butt is gone. And he's like, it's not. And I measured and it's actually not, but I feel like it is. So I'm excited to just train and get my muscle pump back. And um, finally, would I recommend it? I don't recommend it for anybody. Although as a society, we have very overburdened livers. I think most people, once they look into any symptoms and determine whether or not this is a good fit, I think most people probably could do it. But I am never one to recommend anyone to blindly do a cleanse or a detox of any kind. It's kind of like taking medicine without it being prescribed. Like, why are you just taking pain medication if you don't really, like, just because you have, you know, it's like saying, oh, I feel bloated. Maybe I'll start taking this medicine that was not prescribed to me. And you're like, wait, why are you doing that? Like, why don't you go figure it out, get some tests or whatever you got to do, or like read a ton about it, make sure the symptoms align. And then at that point, figure out if liver 369 is a good thing to address what you're feeling because it's not an easy cleanse it's also not a cheap cleanse either don't just blindly do a cleanse because you hear somebody doing it saying that they felt good our symptoms can be different and i do think like once you look into it and figure out if your symptoms align with a sluggish liver um or an underactive liver i think that's the thing then you can decide at that point if it's right for you and also if it fits into your life because there are other ways that you can support your liver that are not by doing liver 369. So make sure that you're aligned with it. Please don't ever do a cleanse without making absolute sure that it's the right move for you because I see people do cleanses for all types of reasons that are not really good reasons to do a cleanse, like for weight loss or because they heard about something online or some girl on Instagram did it and she like lost all this weight and it's just... Like cleansing is a healing practice. It's not for weight loss because I guarantee you this morning, yes, I woke up feeling kind of light or whatever. As soon as I go back to eating regular food, that I'm going to go back to normal. It's not 
permanent in any way, shape or form. And also I did take um, an in-body, which is like a fancy scale that weighs out your muscle, your fat percentage and all of that. And I actually didn't lose any weight physically on the scale. So please don't do anything like this for weight loss. And if you're going to do this, like make sure you look into medical media, make sure you align with it, make sure it feels right because that's a very important part of this. Like your buy-in and your intention is a very important part of healing with food. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that if you were wondering about my experience or even were wondering about Liver 369, that maybe this gave you some clarity Um, I've been sharing about it on my stories too, so you probably heard about it from there. And if you're not following me on Instagram, you definitely should. My Instagram handle is at jazzyvegancakes. You know what? Just recently, I shared my Instagram with somebody and they were like, oh, do you like bake? I was like laughing because um, she was like a little bit younger. And I think that maybe my Instagram name shows my age. But um, for y'all that maybe didn't know... Cakes is like another word for glutes. Like when someone's like, oh, I'm working on my cakes. It's like I'm working on my butt and like meaning I'm like growing my glutes. And the way that that name came about is like several years ago, my friends would be like, okay, jazzy cakes. Like when I was working really hard in the gym and doing all the squats and I made it like a thing, I'm like working on growing my glutes. It was kind of like a funny name, like, okay, jazzy cakes. So then when I went vegan, I just changed it to like, okay, now I'm jazzy vegan cakes. Back in the day, my Instagram name was just Jazzy Cakes. So I'm like, um, I was telling the girl that asked me, like, oh, do you bake? When I shared my Instagram name, I'm like, um, no, I mean, I guess not in the traditional ways. And I explained it and she was like cracking up. So if you were wondering, like, why my Instagram name is Jazzy Vegan Cakes has nothing to do with pastries. In fact, I don't even like cake and I don't like most sweets. So it's not because I just love cake or baking. So I thought that was funny and I thought I wanted to share that. Anyway. I hope you have an amazing day. I'll see you on other social media platforms like Instagram or whatever. And if not, on the next podcast episode. Bye.